Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have another agent in our coaching program with us, Mr. Matt Sousey. Matt, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks, Brandon. So we have to start off the show with the only way I know how, and that is uh, how, what percentage of the time, what is my conversion ratio with saying your last name correct? I was just going to say, I was just going to correct you. It's Susie. I mean, I, listen, I am probably what my conversion is pretty low on that. It's I go Saucy, I go Susie. I, I've called you every name in the book, but listen, here's the key thing. Your last name is nowhere near as bad as mine. So <laughs> I've been living it with my whole life. But anyway, welcome to the show. I appreciate you jumping on here today. Glad to be here. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. So all right. Tell everybody where you're at, where you sell real estate. Yeah, I'm in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, boo. You want to know? I'm going to do a little thing for the crowd because this is so such a better looking helmet than anything you guys have in Columbus. So that's cool. <laughs> Are you I'm actually uh, not? I'm actually not from here. So, oh, so you don't even care. You care less. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, how long you been selling real estate now? Uh, just uh, last month was a year. Okay. Wow. So you just had your year, your one year anniversary. Congrats. I didn't realize that. Congratulations. Thank you. And one year with you actually too. Crazy. Cause we started working together right when you got licensed. Is that right? That's right. Yep. All right. Well, that's even better. So let's kind of walk people through really your first year as a real estate agent. What was it like? The ups, the downs, the, the good, bad, and ugly. Is that fair? Yeah. Let's talk about before you got into the business. Um, what, you, I always like to ask this question. You've probably heard me ask it a thousand times, but I am really curious to know what you thought real estate was going to be like and what, how you would explain it to somebody now being in it for one year. Well, um, I was lucky to, a friend of mine told me about your channel. Um, so I kind of knew going into it, what it was going to be like, um, based on, you know, you're setting expectations on what the, what the industry is. Um, so I guess I had that advantage. I knew I had to sign up for coaching because as I said, there's no way that I'm going to get what I need out of just a standard brokerage training. So Got I guess the well, expectations, I mean, you set the expectations up front. So I was pretty fortunate to find you so early on in the process. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's huge. I mean, I did the same thing. I had a coach right out of, right out of the gate and, um, that's right. So, so good for you. I mean, and the, how you got to that decision was because a friend was like, dude, hey, check this dude out. Um, and you, how did you know, though, that you needed a coach that maybe you weren't going to... And this is not to downplay brokerages, but I think every brokerage would tell you, like, we're not equipped to give agents the actual hands-on coaching and training they need to go out there and sell a lot of real estate. We can help them with contracts and support. How did you know, how did you know what you didn't know? Because you were brand new. Like, how did you know you needed a coach? Uh, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't really, I try, I kind of trusted you blindly. Um, Got it. and I just, it kind of made sense. It's like, you know, the brokerage, they're going to be competitors to yours, right? They're, they're probably going after the same lead sources. Are they going to tell you the same, their secrets? Um, probably not. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And I think, um, 
And the reason I ask it that way, Matt, is because typically people don't know what they don't know when they get in the business. It's not until they get into it and they, they have like this big, oh shit moment. Like, damn, what did I do here? Why am I in this business? I had no idea it was this hard. And then they reach out for help, but you got it from day one. So yeah. good for you. I love it. I love it. All right. So tell us, was there a moment though, that when you got into real estate, even though you and I started working together and we, I set good expectations, was it what you thought it was going to be, or was it a lot harder than you thought? Way more difficult. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't until probably May of this year that I actually got some traction and the confidence to even, you know, do anything, you know, it was, it was a long uh, learning process. Yeah. What were some of the things that were the hardest when you got started in the business? If you could think back, you know, I think it's mindset. Um, just telling yourself like if I could do it or not, you know? Um, but it's, you have a structured process and it took me a little bit longer than maybe some of your other students. Um, but you know, I, I got there eventually. Right. Yeah. Cause you're tracking what for 4 million your first year, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, should be able to close maybe closer to five by the end of the year. Wow. So, I mean, how, I mean, things have really changed and here's the thing I want people to take away from watching this and we'll kind of dive deep into like what you're doing. Um, it's about, yes, I agree. Mindset's like the number one thing for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. But the other thing that's happening beneath the surface that I think new realtors don't understand is this thing called pipeline maturity because they're so used to working and getting paid on Friday they don't understand and they can't handle it from a mindset perspective to work for month after month after month, getting nothing, knowing that beneath the surface, that iceberg will appear at some point, but it's hard. You have to have blind faith. Can you talk about what that felt like? Yeah, it was very hard. Um, you know, I probably didn't get my first paycheck until my seventh month in the business. Yep. Um, which I think you say six months. So I was a little yep. bit later than that, but, um, it was my first deal was uh, a buyer from my sphere. And um, after that, things started to get to rolling. And um, like you said, yeah, pipeline maturity. Yeah. And so uh, do you do you agree with that expectation? Like if you had a really good friend and he said, Matt, I want to get in the business. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take for me to get paid? Do you Do you think that six months is appropriate? At minimum, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And, and just so many people are selling people like, oh, this business is so easy. You can make a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. We set people up for failure. So what? So like really you've done almost what? 5 million in like six months then really? Not even. Like you, you've had a snowball of, of business that has all occurred in how long now are we talking? Yeah, probably since um, maybe... I guess, March, April. Got it. I kind of think when I, I don't remember. I think it was around that time. Yeah. So let's tell people like, what does the business look like? How did you generate this much business in your first year, even though it took you seven months to really get your first quote unquote result? What lead sources are you working now? Um, mostly for sale by owners. Um, I've had, you know, a few, uh, buy transactions and, uh, one listing on my sphere. Um, I am calling absentees and for rent by owners, but I haven't had much luck with those yet. Um, I guess I get a 
go into that a little bit more for next year. Um, but yeah, so right now, most of it is uh, for sale by owners. Got it. And in Columbus, can you give us an idea of like, what type of income does that represent? If you do four and a half, five million in, in volume, what kind of income does that represent in your market? Uh, I'm hoping around a hundred, uh, yeah. probably should be more, uh, I'll be honest, the first couple transactions, they were that flat rate and I will never do it again. Yeah. After each transaction, I've, I've learned, uh, I learned something from each transaction and I'm, I'm not going to do the flat rate again, especially, uh, in this market, you know, it's just not worth it. And it took you experiencing that to understand what I say when I mean, the learnings in the doing, like you, you can't put words behind what it feels like to list a house and how much work it is and how much stress it is and the responsibility. And that's why it's just not worth it to discount your your commission. But most new agents do it to get going and, and you had to go through that too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, so walk people through kind of your process on when you're reaching out to strangers and, and how you're able to position yourself because you're brand new to get out there and really earn the business. Yeah. So I try to be one of the first ones to call them. Um, I ask their motivate. Well, I ask, you know, if they, if for some reason they can't sell on their own, would you consider an option maybe three, four five weeks down the road? Um, and if they say, yes, maybe, what I do is I say, Hey, well, I was hoping to stop by and come take a look at the house. And, um, it's very non-threatening. So they, most times they let me over, um, I walk through the house, uh, offer up some feedback, you know, and then while I'm there, I kind of share with them. I'll, I'll go through it again and say, Hey, if you can't sell, um, I have a backup plan. This is how my program works. Just real brief. And, um, based on, uh, how they react to that is, we'll determine my next steps, I guess. All right. So that's a good place to pause for a second. So I want people to understand what we're doing. So so what's being taught at brokerages and in the industry is to do the exact opposite of what you're doing and what you've been taught to do. I want you to explain, Matt, to the viewer, how people, in this case, prospects that you're looking to help, how they respond to that type of messaging versus, and maybe you haven't even used it. You've always been using my system. So, but how do people typically respond? Do they tell you like, man, you're, you're, you're so different. Like, thank you for not being pushy and pressure. Like, do you get feedback like that? I do. Yeah, I do. I've had people, you know, thank me over the phone and they're very, uh, like you said, it's not, it's, it's not threatening. So, um, I'm not trying to pressure them into anything and it, I'm not conveying like that. Uh, I have a buyer. Uh, it's not pushy, so uh, they respect that a lot. And can you walk people through the strategy on why you're doing that? Because here's what happens: when I post this replay to YouTube, I'm going to get a bunch of people like, "Why is he doing that? Why is he close, close? Why is he not asking for the listing?" Can you help people understand the strategy that maybe they're not understanding when they heard you say what you said? Well, um, as you say, you know, getting face to face changes everything. And I actually had to figure that out. I was at the beginning of the process, I was just generating leads. And um, yep. I, I learned that getting face to face changes everything. And it, they tell you more in person, they start to trust you a little bit more and put a face with the name rather than just a phone call. Um, 
forgot the second part of your question there. Well, well, that's so that's how that's what gets the prospect to feel comfortable letting you over to their home because of that approach. But then why are we um, what what is it that allows you to, you know, essentially get these get these listings over time without having to go in there and pressure them right on the spot? Um, what is it about our approach or the strategy that you're taking that gets these people to open up? Well, again, you're not, you're not attached to the outcome. I mean, I don't go in there being attached to the outcome. So I'm, I'm just, I'm giving value. I'm giving, um, information to, to help them sell. And you have to let them go through the pain of selling on their own. And then when it comes time, you'll, you know, hopefully they'll reach out or, you know, during follow-up, they'll reach out to you and say, you know, we're, we're tired of it. Come over here and list us or however it may go. Yeah. That's it right there is like your positioning, working with you as a potential down the road, which takes the defensiveness away from the prospect where they don't feel threatened so that when you're at their house, of course, they're more open to talk to you and express how they're, uh, what their future plans are because you're not pressuring them to do something this second. And that's what gets the people to open up and tell you things that they didn't want to tell you over the phone. Would you agree? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the whole strategy, you guys. That's what Matt's doing. And so he goes there and you position this entire strategy at the face-to-face appointment in a way where it's like, hey, we're going to respect your decision to sell on your own. Only if you can't do we position yourself as their next best thing. Is that right? Exactly right. Yeah. And how many, if you had to get, I don't, maybe you know the numbers, but like, what's your gut feeling tell you, like how many people on the phone call are open to that idea? And then when you're at the face-to-face, how many people are open to the idea? Like when you're calling for sale banners, how many are open to talking to you in the future versus not at all? Don't ever call me again. Uh, Maybe 60% are open to a backup that's great. I mean, that's higher than normal because usually it's right around 50%. Yeah, yeah, maybe 50-60%. That's great because here's what most agents they think, Matt, no fizbos work with agents. That's what they think. And so that's why most agents don't even go after for sell by owners. It's like, "Oh, that's just a waste of time." And the reality is you're calling strangers out of the blue um without having any relationship and half of them and this is what we find the same way with all of all 2000 of our students, Matt, is about 50%. So if, if, if an agent gets 100 for sale by owners a month, 50 of them would say that they're open to other opportunities down the road if they can't sell on their own. That's key takeaway number one. You want to add anything to that? Do you agree with that? No, I agree. All right. So now the real rubber uh, that, that meets the road is like through follow-up, right? Like it's very rare you're going to call somebody, go there on the first appointment, they sign a contract. 80, 90% of your business has come through follow-up, I would assume, correct? Yep. So walk us through what that looks like. I know you and I have had so many conversations about that follow-up call. What does it sound like? What does it look like? What are we doing? How is it that you take this person after a great face-to-face meeting? They tell you, yes, Matt, if we can't sell, we'd be open to giving you an opportunity. What do you do at that point? Yeah. And I used to hate the Monday follow-up call. It was, you know, <laughs> yeah. something I always dreaded. But I ask them at the face-to-face appointment. And I, I give them the illusion of control. I say, when would you like to hear from me next? Love it. And I, I know you and I worked. Money. I remember that. I love it too. 
And, uh, you know, they let them tell you and that way you're not um, being a pest when you follow up because they've told you when to follow up. And yeah, they just say, well, hey, just give me a shout. Uh, just call me next week or something like that. Right. Is that what they say? Yeah. Give me a few weeks or. Yeah. yeah. Love it. All right, cool. And, and, um, so you're following up every week. Are you doing anything outside of the, the weekly phone call? Yeah, I do the, uh, I do the mailer Wednesday email Friday text. Love it. Love it. All right. So you're doing everything. You're, you're following up that, that plan. Um, and then when you get an opportunity, when you've converted one of those leads into an appointment, how, what is your closing percentage at that point? Is it a pretty much come list me because you've had the relationship and you've been following up? Um, I wouldn't say that some, I don't know my closing ratio. I do need to be better at tracking my numbers. Um, but I've been practicing my role or my, um, listing Listing presentation now for, for a few months with, um, my role play partner. So, um, my, my last one, I just went on, it was phenomenal. I'm like, I couldn't have performed any better. I didn't get it signed yet. I sent those listing documents this morning. So hopefully. Awesome. But you feel confident, right? Because there was a time where where you, where you didn't. And the thing you just said, you have a role play partner. How much value do you place in practice? Because I'm telling you, maybe even you find yourself, I, when, when we give the advice to practice in one ear, out the other, how much value have you gotten out of practicing? I have three role play partners. Um, one, I meet um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Brett, I meet every day. And James, we meet twice a week. Um, and we all practice different things. So we kind of switch it up. And um, it's, I mean, it's imperative. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have been as good as I, as I am on these listing appointments if I hadn't practiced. You know, man, what would be cool is like if we could figure out a way to get prospects to, to let us film these appointments. Cause I get that ass all the time, but I bet you, I'd be willing to bet Matt that, and I got to give you a lot of credit because you you've earned it. You've really put in the hard work that I would put up your listing appointment with any agent in your brokerage that have, that has been in the business for a lot longer than you. And I bet you the presentation you give is as good or better than a 10 year, 20 year, 30 year veteran. So that's the thing. I just don't even know how another listing presentation goes. So I don't know what other people talk about, you know? It doesn't go very well. They don't do anything. They have no plan. That's why a new agent like you can go into a listing appointment and be so impressive because you're prepared and you've practiced, you have a presentation, you have a system of what you communicate. Most agents that have been in this business a long time, wing it. They go in there with the CMA and... I don't know, just talk about some stuff and hopefully it goes well. I mean, that's their plan. So what's your favorite part of the presentation? Like, where do you think you've really nailed it? Like where you could get a standing ovation. I might mm-hmm. put you on stage at our uh, summit at the end of the month. I'm just no, kidding. I don't, please want to, don't. <laughs> I want to do that to you. I'm just kidding. Uh, um, Is there a part I, that you enjoy more than others? No, I, I, I don't know. That's hard to say. That's hard to say. Yeah, I love, I mean, just so, so my favorite thing is I really like delivering uh, a CMA. Um, I think it's our time to really position ourselves in the eyes of a seller to really stand out and show our expertise. Instead of just telling somebody I'm a market expert, I use that time in the presentation to show people how much that I, I know and it gives them a lot of confidence. But I was just curious if you had a favorite part of the presentation. Yeah. I mean, the market snapshot, I mean, I do, I do all of it. So 
I mean, Love certainly it. it shows like that. I know that specific neighborhood. Um, I can tell them exactly what's going on. And a few times I've gone to the, to the comps and I can reference that in the, in the uh, listing appointment say, Hey, I was just over there before I came over and it's got this, this and that. So Love it. Does that give you like the way our presentation is outlined? Does that give you confidence? A, not only just getting the listing, but B, knowing how to price it and knowing how to get it sold because of, of how you're delivering the information. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. So I want to, I want to, I'm curious, you've been in this business now for a year. If you had to go back and give yourself advice 12 months ago, when you first got licensed, would there be a piece of advice that you could say from your future self today to say, dude, just know, and then you would say what? Fail faster. Tell me more. Tell me about that. Go deep there. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I guess I, 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 I took baby steps and I should have failed faster. I should have learned, um, more. I was, you know, I can remember my first preview appointment. I'm trying to hand the for sale by owner some paperwork and I'm just like shaking in my boots. Like I'm on stage and some, and now it's just like it, I, I just went a little bit slower than I, um, probably should have. I should have just gone full force. Like you, 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 um, teach, but um, yeah, I guess that would be my advice is just fail as fast as you can. And, um, cause I would be probably uh, had a lot higher income now. Yeah. You would have gotten re results faster. That's probably the hardest part as a coach is getting a new agent to understand the value of failing fast. And when we say fail, what we're talking about is like, you're, you're saying baby steps, meaning you're making two or three calls a day where you wish you would have done 20, 30, but the fear was so overwhelming that you're like, oh, dude, I can't, or I don't know what it was exactly. How, what advice would you give to a new agent? Because believe me, I try to try to get them to like, dude, just take action, just fail, just mess it up as fast as you can. How, what words would, how would you deliver that message? It's not as bad as, um, I guess it's not as bad as you think it is, right? Yeah. Um, the prospects don't know what you don't know. So yep. just deliver what you can and, you know, you're going to learn as you go. Um, like you said, the learning is in the doing. So the more you're out there, the more you're learning and the more you're um, progressing your skills. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm not even kidding you. When I, I think about this almost every day when I'm either I'm working out or I do my walks, how can I deliver this message in a better way? I'm trying to explain to a new agent, I'm trying to help them accept the fact that they are going to suck in the beginning. And that's the point is like, if you want to suck less faster, then you have to go and present more often, not less often. Like getting more rejection is actually a key to sucking less, not sucking more. That's and right. I think a lot of people avoid the rejection thinking somehow they can skip over that painful part to get good somehow. I just don't think that, that that's a reality. I think you have to go through the suck to get to where you are now. Like, are you uncomfortable at all to call up for sale by owner? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Like you could pick up the phone and you could handle the conversation, right? Yeah. And you know what to do at the appointment. You know how to follow up. We're just a year ago, like you were scared shitless. Like you said, yeah. you were scared shitless. So, yeah. you know, anyway, I try to think through 
how, how to position that. But what if any other advice you would give to a brand new agent, just got their license today, watching this video, uh, what they would want to do if they want to, you know, do four, five, ten million dollars their first year like you have? You absolutely have to get a coach 110%. I mean, there's no other way to do it. Um, the brokerage is not going to show you how to get business. They'll show you how to fill out forms, but they're not going to show you how to do it. And you provide, you know, the mindset you show how, you know, um, how to provide value and how to get business um, and, and, and sustain it as well. So um, you absolutely have to get a coach. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I mean, I appreciate that. And tell us about your, as you look into, and we'll end with this, first off, I'm going to see you, I'm going to meet you in person in about three weeks. And one of the things we're going to work on at the summit is our 2022 business plans. As you think about that and what you, your new skill set and like where you're at today, where you're able to get maybe, I don't know, two, three listings a month. What is your goal for next year? Have you started thinking about that at all? I have, because I figured you'd ask. Um, I think I could probably double what I'm doing. So conservative 8 million. Um, and that's only my average, uh, sales price is, uh, three fifty, So that's two listings a month. It's phenomenal. Uh, it's doable. And I think, you know, most of my business came from the second half of this year. So if I just didn't dick around in the first half, I'd right. be, you know, much better off, but, uh, yeah. are you able to, now that you're doing business, are you able to stay focused on generating new business or is it hard because you're managing doing deals and then generating new businesses is, is taking a, a backseat to that sometimes? It, it, it is hard to stay on track. I actually just lost a million dollars. Um, that's another story, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it's kind of hard there. You know, when things fall apart, it's like, yeah, you have to stay focused at, you know, generating new business, but yeah, you're to your point. It is hard. Sometimes it's, you know, things are falling apart and, yep. um, you know, you just got to stick to your schedule, I guess. Yeah. You always have to be generating new business because you cannot get complacent to say, oh, I got this going on and I'm going to be good. And I think we have amnesia sometimes. It's like, well, you forgot all how hard it was to get this business. If you stop, you're going to have to start all over again. And you're going to push out future income by months and months and months if you stop. And so that's really good advice. Um, well, man, listen, I'm, I'm excited to see you in a couple of weeks. I appreciate you doing this. I know a lot of people get great value out of this. And uh, you double your production next next year. That puts you in a multiple six-figure income. Uh, is there any of your friends making that kind of money? I mean, is that normal where you live, where your friends and family? Like, what do they think about your success? No, I mean, that's certainly... I mean, I figured eight, eight million, that's probably, you know, 200,000, maybe a little bit north of 200,000. What were you doing before you got into real estate? What kind of money were you earning? I was a flight attendant. And, you uh, were? I was, yeah. Cool. And up until three weeks ago, I actually was I, I was thinking about going out of the business. I was actually thinking about getting back into the industry. Um, and then all of this business came to me and a friend of mine talked me out of it. And she's like, what are you doing? You know, I was making 45 grand a year. And, you know, you know, it would just, it was crazy. So, well, oh my gosh, I was going to, and now we can, I just want to give you this last piece of, of hopefully I can be a friend to you too. And in, in addition to your coach, I would agree with your friend, like all the businesses come to you now because of the work you've done in the past. And I hope that you can be smart enough to see that this is yeah. what we see so often is like people quit 
right before they start getting the results. And all of that hard work would have got for nothing had they quit. And so just imagine the you're going to do, you said, close, close to 5 million this year. If you don't stop where you could be at the end of 2022. So what you have to keep doing is to keep reminding yourself that like you're building this pipeline and I like to draw it out. You know what I mean? Like all these contacts turn into to dollars in the future. And so I like to stack those up. And the best advice I can give you, um, and you probably have already read it, just keep going through Darren Hardy's compound effect. Have you gone through that? I think I listened to it. Yeah. I listen to that at least minimum once a year. And that book speaks to me and it, it, it exactly what we're talking about today. Like, you know, what things will look like compounded over a couple of years if we don't quit. Because if we quit, the compound effect works the opposite direction too. And 45 grand a year compounded versus what you're going to do now, I mean, 200 grand, then 250, then 350. You start compounding that over time, things just keep getting exponentially better. Like you start getting an assistant, then you stop working with buyers. Like that's what you have to look forward to. But if you quit, all of that work gets erased. It's, it's really crazy. Yeah. It's interesting, man. We'll have to talk about that in a couple of weeks. I mean, what I have to ask you now, like, what was it that was wanting you to quit? I mean, you know, it's like you say, it's boring. It's, um, it's very boring. It's so stressful. Um, like I said, I lost, I I lost a million dollars in business and it was my fault. You know, I didn't, um, get their motivation. Um, and you know, for me, that was like, shit, I'm going to go back into the industry. This was supposed to be like my COVID backup plan. Right. Yeah. Um, and then she's, you know, I was just like, what are you doing? You know, I, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even look, I, I just kind of did it on emotion. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but no, I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm happy with the decision I made and, um, I, I look forward to, you know, next year and seeing what I can do. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for being honest and open and vulnerable. I mean, this business can, it can be emotional, can be stressful. I look at it as an opportunity to grow personally, you know, and, and how can I continuously get better? How can I get better at setting expectations with sellers up front? So the transactions aren't as stressful, like things now are so smooth and I'm doing so much that if I look back 10 years ago, like I'm not doing the production I used to, but I'll still do 40 or 50 deals running full-time three other companies. Whereas before I'm like, how can I ever do 50 deals in a year? Like that's insane. It's because you just constantly grow and get better and get better and get better and get better. And you're so good at like uh, seeing landmines in the future because of how much experience and how many um, notches are on your belt or whatever the, the little saying is like the war wounds or whatever they call them. You'll be like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. With the inspector is going to look at that, and they're going to ask you for a five thousand dollars reduction. So let's go and take care of that right now. You'll be able to do that, and sellers will just start loving you. Then they'll start giving you referrals, and then one day, one day, you will get more business than you're doing now through referrals without doing any prospecting to strangers. That's when you start to really fall in love with the business. Yeah, exactly. You got to just say you're paying the price right now. That's all. Yeah. And I will say my favorite part about your program is um, you go deep on communication and you're like a master communicator. And I'd love to be uh, like you someday and just uh, you go deep on NLP. And 
I really enjoy that. So I would love if you go deeper, you know, I'm going to believe me. Uh, that's, that's the plan. So thank you so much, dude. I really enjoy our, our, our work that we do together Our conversations. I always really value them and cannot wait to spend two days with you at the end of the month. So, uh, looking forward to it again. Thank you for doing this. Um, you will inspire a lot of agents and thank you for, for opening up and being honest. Thank you, Brandon. Talk to you soon, brother. Alrighty. We'll see you. Yeah. See you, Matt. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.